0: All right, welcome to another exciting episode of the Start Down Podcast. I am your host, Mike Ficara. I appreciate you tuning in. We're on that road, we're continuing on the road to two hundred and you know, every time I do one of these episodes, I say we have a great guest. And and I, one of these days, I may say we, we have a bad guest, but we don't. I mean, they always they always end up being great. And I think today is going to be no different um, because it just goes to show what a what a big, small town we live in in South Florida. I've traveled all over the world, and I tell people this, but um, South Florida is the biggest small town you'll ever live in. And if there's anyone who is, I think, the unofficial mayor, and, and I told him before we went on air, I'm going to let him introduce himself. But uh, Greg Goldstein, I think, is the unofficial mayor. I know we've crossed paths before. I feel like I have a local celebrity on my show. But Greg, no one introduced themselves better than you do. Why don't you introduce yourself to the audience, and then we'll dive right into this.
1: Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Boy, what what an introduction. I need you to introduce (laughs) me to every presentation. There we go.
0: I'm for hire. I'm always for hire. (laughs) You're hired. You're hired.
1: Uh, I'll give you my schedule. So, hey, everybody. I'm Greg Goldstein. I am the owner and chief strategy officer for EM Consulting Group, where EM means everything marketing it also stands for my twin boys names who are nine years old evan and miles but in business we know that you need something catchy to keep people's attention and yeah. so em means everything marketing i uh was i was born down here lived in carl springs for half of my life moved up to boston my dad worked for Tightlist, and so as a result of that the big uh, white golf ball got us up to boston we stayed there for 13 years graduate of ithaca college go bombers And came back down here literally the day after graduation and uh, have been in advertising and marketing since the day I graduated. I knew I wanted to be on the client service side, the strategy side. And so that's exactly what I've done for 20 years now.
0: I love that. I love that. And Ithaca College, correct me if I'm wrong, that was the college in the movie Road Trip, correct?
1: It was, it was, but it was Ithaca <laughs> University because they couldn't take the rights of Ithaca College, and at the same time, I was a tour guide, so Tom Green and oh, me wow. together, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was quite interesting, and how yeah. many times I must have gotten that question. So.
0: I was going to say, you kind of got to be around our age to know that, I, I keep saying, "Am I, I'm i turning 43, am I still young, am I getting old, but right. I, I feel like I'm still a little bit young, I haven't hit 50 yet, so I feel like that's the cutoff, but yeah, and, and it, same
1: age, same age.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's funny to share that too. Like I said, I, I feel like we have so much in common. I was saying this before we get on here. My company's named after my kids as well. So oh, uh, I had good. I have four kids, so I had a few more letters to play with. But I've got the Mags Group, so it's <laughs> Michael, Anthony, Giovanni, and Stella. So oh, uh, very nice. It, it's nice that it keeps us motivated. And you know, I did mention I kind of want to. You know, I always tell people when they come on my podcast, I like to treat this like a networking event. Like we just met and uh, we share a little bit about each other and and we kind of interact and learn. But like you are like the master networker. So I really want to talk about, um, you know, and and I know your story and, you know, how we ended up here. Uh, I'm on the Daily Huddle, Every Day with the Noodlebergs. They were just on a couple episodes back as well. And, you know, they're they're obviously uh, Steve Noodleberg and the Noodleberg family, also great networkers. Um, Tell a little bit about your story about networking and why it's so important to be giving back to the community
1: yeah so i've always given back to the community ever since i was in high school i led the community service club at sharon high school right outside of boston uh and in ithaca college i i was very involved in the community there as well yeah, i called bingo at the senior living facility gave back into the community all the time and then when i came back down here i knew i really wanted to get involved and so The way I was able to meet people is just getting involved, going to nonprofit events or community happenings or anything where I could be in a group of people. I thrive on being with people. So anything I could do where there was more than one person in a room, you can guarantee I was going to try to make it there uh, just to build up my network and see, uh, see who I can meet. But I will say too, Mike, that the the works have really pushed me. Uh, <laughs> I've started, I started working with Steve in 2017, 2016, somewhere around there. And I have been a loyal supporter of them and him for a long time. And so Uh, As a result of that, he's definitely pushed me out of my comfort zone a little bit, introduced me to other nonprofits. And as a result, I've really, really enjoyed it. Uh, And now I serve on two, about to be three uh, boards as board chair. And then I'm also on some other boards. But it's just innate in me. I just love giving back. It makes me feel much better than what I give it. And so at the end of the day, that's really what it's all about, is making you feel good inside, so.
0: I love that. I love that. And, you know, and I think, too, it's a lot of giving without expecting anything in return. Right. And I think that's a big part of, you know, what is done. And I think, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, I think, struggle with this. Right. Because they're like, wait, I'm so busy. How do I leave my business or my day to day thing to to go to a networking event or to go give back to the community um, to do that? How do you balance that, though, running a business and also that sort of call to serve, if you will?
1: Um, well, you didn't hear it from me, but I'm usually up till 12 o'clock at night,
0: trying to catch up
1: on the work that I, I missed during the day. But you know, I just left actually not twenty minutes ago a top one hundred women owned business businesses in South Florida award ceremony, and one of the CEOs that was on the stage and talked about her life. Uh, really just talked about how important it is to give to the community. And so the work will stay, will always be there, but giving to the community is vital to any business's success. And so honestly, that's how I live my motto is because half my calendar is being in the community because if I'm not giving back, then I'm not building my business either or building who I am. And then at the end of the day, it's it's not about the business. It's about me and yeah. it's and you mentioned earlier the unofficial mayor, and I appreciate the the compliment. <laughs> uh, but in the same breath, uh, it's just about being out there because I want them to know, like, and trust me, uh, yeah. and, and and that's really what it's all about. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and not to get political, but I've been around you know politicians that usually have an agenda when they're at those events. I will yeah. say you are the unofficial mayor because you don't have the agenda, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> you're there. A politician
1: I sat next to at a junior achievement event uh, recently. She said to me, "I like to not think of myself as a politician, but as a community activist." And I there said, "Wonderful, I like, I like it. I'll take it.
0: So, I like it. I like it." So there, there we go. We. That's what you got to think of when you go vote. But like I said, I don't I don't like to get political because that's that's a whole other thing. But I want to talk about your kids then, because you mentioned doing this and giving back and the and the service. And we know in in this day and age, you know, it's funny. Um, my wife's a teacher, uh, so so I hear all sorts of different stories. I used to teach high school down here for many oh. years, um, and you know, when you look at kids coming up in today's society and even raising kids, um, I, I always say it's a difference from like when I was a kid to when I taught to even when I see my kids experiencing now. What do your kids, you know, see when they see you doing this? What do they say about dad and, and what he's doing? And more importantly, how are you bringing along in the journey? How do you bring him with you into those things?
1: Well, I'm going to try not to cry during this whole thing because I'm an emotional <laughs> rapper, <laughs> that stuff. Uh And I was uh, not ready for that question. So, uh, but um, yeah, so the boys really do um, love it. Um, wow, they, awesome. they, uh, they say to me a lot, um, daddy, when are you going to be board chair of Leadership Broward? And so... I I um I I I know they love it. They love being in the community. I mean, one of the most important things to me. I work a lot with special needs and I'll never forget I took them to a spaghetti dinner or a spaghetti luncheon and uh the boy next to them was he was wheelchair bound. He was coughing quite a bit. He couldn't keep the spaghetti down and he was coughing and I I I couldn't have been happier that they saw that because it really made them aware that not everybody is like them. And so to give back. And so to this day, they still talk about Matthew. Um, and Matthew in the wheelchair and how's Matthew doing? And so that that means a lot to me. I mean, they they led a whole initiative at school about um, cleaning the environment, cleaning the dirt, uh, cleaning the garbage that was around there because yeah. they see that giving back to the community means a lot. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Well,
0: kudos to you for that. Yeah, I, I always have to ask about the kids because I think it's such yeah, an important no, part of it. why we do what we do and and where we're going and, and you know, sort of how things move along. Um, Tell me a little bit, though, about, about your business. You know, how'd you end up in marketing? What's your, you know, I love an origin story. Um, So how'd you end up in, in marketing? How did all that get started?
1: Yeah, so I love people. Uh, I, I don't think there's anything hiding there. Uh, and I <laughs> also love the strategic high-level thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. And that's something I always enjoy doing from high school, college, and beyond. And so as a result of that, I graduated from Ithaca in a degree in marketing, uh, double minor in advertising, PR, and corporate communications. And from there, I just, I knew that's what I loved. I knew that I loved the client service side of it. So I worked at Zimmerman for two years doing that, uh, and then worked at a small agency, and then moved on to a a mid-sized agency in Hollywood where I worked there for 12 years. But based on those three experiences, I took everything I loved and kept it with me, everything I didn't like, and kept, put it to the side. And so I said to when I started the business in August of 2020, I said to myself, okay, well, all that stuff I love, we're putting it in the soup, and we're going to build the business based on that soup. And, and that's really how I've done it. It's I love the client service side. I love the strategy. I love going into the clients. I love the community side. So all of that is included. The the other stuff i don't like the administrative i use that i, I have other people on the team that handle that so I,
0: so I love that i love that i hear some of that nunaberg method there so that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah i posted something
1: today and they said wow you're like us and i'm like well after six years of being brainwashed that's exactly yeah what i, I, I so, guess that's the way it goes so obviously, yeah.
0: some big agencies you mentioned i think you know obviously well respected and um you know, sometimes I, we we hear stories of people that came. You know, they were with a big company, and then they kind of went and started something on their own, or they you know, never were with a big company and just kind of came out the gate. What was the biggest shock for you, though, like from having working for a big agency and maybe having support systems and people to going out on your own and being like, wait a second, like like it's just me and my initials, like that's all I got.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great question, Mike. Um, so at Zimmerman, you had a whole team of people, and you can and a team within a team uh versus yeah. the next agency. I literally had to run up and down the steps chasing the owner to get his approval on creative artwork. And mm-hmm. it was no, e- I mean, it was email, but it was not emailing him. It was running up and printing it out and bringing it to him. Mm-hmm. Um So yeah, it was, it was way different. And then when I went to the, we'll call it the medium sized agency in Hollywood, Florida, uh, it was, it was great. Um, But there were a lot of things, because we started big and then we got small, where you got used to some of those processes, um, those those processes went away. So you you learn to adjust, adapt, and overcome those challenges and, and figure out the best me- way to move forward.
0: Yeah. I, I like the way you mentioned, too, the old school marketing where, you know, you printed something out and you brought it. I mean, marketing… we we could say it used to be simple. And now it's gotten so complex in a way, right? Or or maybe there's a lot of options, you know, from social media marketing to ads to still print advertising, we know has a place. I mean, mailing, like, there's so much going on. And and one of the things I hear from business owners, too, that they have a hard time with is like, hey, I'm looking to hire an agency or have someone help me out. But it's like, they want to charge me more money than I make. Like, how does a business know when it's time? Wait a second, I got to go I got to hire either, you know, smaller agencies like ours or or going and getting someone bigger. How do you know as a business owner, it's time to bring in a marketing agency?
1: Yeah. So uh, a lot of times when they're doing sales, administrative marketing, and something is struggling because no one can be good in all the areas. So yes. that that's usually a time when it's like, okay, well, I'm really good in the field. Uh, I work a lot with the trade industry. So HVAC, plumbing, electrical, pest control. That, that those areas. And so they're really good with their hands. They're really good in the field, but they're not really good on the marketing side and they know they need to do it. So those are ideal candidates for me. Uh, but in the same breath too, uh, a lot of times they realize that their marketing is struggling. And you mentioned earlier, Mike, about direct mail and print and TV, radio, the, that all that stuff, digital. Uh, but at the end of the day, and, and I mentioned this before, but there's B2C, there's B to B, and there's H to H. And at the end of the day, it's human to human. And and there's that human element of marketing, too, from handwriting thank you notes to answering the phone appropriately to uh, making sure internally messages are being delivered correctly or being delivered, period. Um, So there's more to marketing than just the the ads and the digital and the social. Uh, But there's also the internal marketing that needs to be addressed. And a lot of times that goes under the radar.
0: Yeah, and and I know too. You mentioned that kind of human to human connection, and I know there's that philosophy, and or I'm really not philosophy. It's true. Like people mostly go on social media to be entertained or educated, right? Yeah. Um, and we know personal branding so important in that, right? So so how, um, especially too, for a lot of people, even you, you kind of mentioned getting out of your comfort zone. What if you're not comfortable, like maybe sharing that story or the picture or videotaping your day or doing that stuff? You know, what advice do you give to to CEOs and leaders that that really need to do that personal branding, but they're just not that comfortable with it?
1: yeah so um <laughs> it it took me a long time to get comfortable with the uh, social media and taking pictures in front of people and and doing all of that stuff um so basically and this is going to be a direct output out of noodleberg here yep. uh, but looking at your calendar figuring out what work, what what you're doing for the day and taking a picture and Usually in my posts, I'm not leveraging me. I'm sure I'm in it, but I'm leveraging the other person. And so when I do, when I put posts out there, it's always about who that person is, what they bring to the community, what they bring to their business, uh, and really leveraging them. Because at the end of the day, it's about them. It's not about me. But that's usually how my tactic, if you will, for LinkedIn, for social media is just making sure I'm out there with somebody. But leveraging them before I leverage myself.
0: I love that. I love that. And you know, we've mentioned the Noodlebergs, which I think I'm gonna hit them up for a sponsorship on this episode. Yeah, I think. But, sure. uh, <laughs> so. This episode's been brought to you by the Noodlebergs, from the Daily <laughs> Huddle. Make sure you check it out on the ball. No, um, how do you know though, too, as a business owner? And you mentioned that, I think the also the idea of hiring a coach and, and finding a mentor and finding somebody. Yeah. Um, and and obviously, you know, I know you do that in a lot of your community service, awesome. you know, of just mentoring and helping people, but as a business owner, right? Sometimes it's like, wait a second, I'm in charge. How do you get somebody to come in and, and expose those weaknesses as a coach and help you grow? How, how how do you come to the realization that you need someone like that in your life as a business owner?
1: Um, when you're when you're starting to struggle, when it, it's usually because people will tell them, uh, hey, you don't have any Google reviews, or mm-hmm. B, uh, you haven't responded to the Google reviews, or um, Hey, you know I I saw your logo, but it's all wacky uh, on the poster. Oh yeah, I just sent it on a Word document. That kind of stuff. Um, those are that's usually when people s- start thinking to themselves, you know, maybe it's time to bring somebody else in. Um, and, and again, that, that's where I focus too are those who don't need 40 hours a week of help or 20 hours a week of help. They need like 10, 12, 15 hours a month. And just to leverage their marketing, make sure they're staying out in the community, making sure they're staying in front of their customers, their prospects, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I love that. You know, too, and you mentioned kind of you kind of got this whole thing going in 2020. And I feel like I've been saying this for ever since I started the podcast. There's always something going on, right? Like now we're going into an economic transition, whether it was COVID or things like that. But every day, I think there's people going out there and taking the leap to start their own business, right? They're taking a leap to become a business owner and do that. Um, even it was funny, I was talking to my son the other day and he's like, he's like, well, if I go to college, he goes like, I really want to, but like, maybe I could start my own business or I could do things like those options are there now because the barrier to entry is very low. I always say it's not that hard to start a business now to grow a business is a whole nother story. But if you have to do it organically as a business owner, you're just starting out as maybe a fresh new realtor or, you know, a fresh new business owner selling widget, a widget or something. What marketing advice would you give somebody that says like, I got to do it on my own and I also got to run the business. What's the thing they should be doing if they just focus on one thing when it comes to marketing?
1: I, I would say grassroots marketing. So if they're going to focus on marketing themselves, as, well, let's use your realtor example, Mike. Uh, if the, if this realtor comes in and Susie Miller wants to promote herself, A, I would tell her to get some banners uh, at the local schools uh, because people give to those who give to their children. And to their schools. So I would tell you go do grassroots marketing, sponsor community events, and really build that community. A lot of times, for example, if we can use this realtor, um sure. they they end up wanting to do all of South Florida, for example. Well, you can't be good everywhere, you no. need to be good in a small area and then build from there. So if you can focus on plantation, Davy, and sunrise, fantastic. So, really build that area. Uh, I had a, it reminds me of a story with a prospect that they were saying they really wanted to focus in Parkland, Carl Springs, and Weston. Then they said to me, Oh, yeah, we just did a sponsorship in uh, Coconut Creek. And I said, Coconut Creek? You didn't even mention Coconut Creek to me. So, really focusing and really giving it all to those cities that you want to be in, and then let it build from there. Because from there, it will organically build out it won't just build out naturally it will i mean i'm sorry it won't build out just because it will build out naturally through the marketing through other people talking to other people so but focus really small and make you be the expert in that area and then build from there
0: i love that i love that i know one of the things too i I think we're talking about before we went on air is is the league uh and junior achievement you know you and i both involved you've been involved much longer than I have. I remember when I first went with my son, I was just like, man, this is the coolest thing. Um, and then now being in the league, I want to talk a little bit about JA because I really think it is a neat organization. Why Why? Why is that an organization that, that means a lot to you? What, do you? what do you love about it? I know what I love about it, but I'd love for you to share what you love about it. Yeah,
1: I love the, I love the mentoring. I love the being with the kids and asking them the tough questions about how they're putting that product together. I, the first year I did it with uh, Atlantic Technical in, in Coconut Creek right down the street. And then I got involved in their business program as well. Uh, but I love the fact that they came up with a product that seems so small, but so relevant to the world that I was just trying to give them as much opportunity to push that out as possible. So I love that these kids have some of the best ideas out there that they just need a community to leverage those ideas, um, but help them guide them, uh, Mentor them to make sure that they really just go forward. Because a lot of times in entrepreneurship, it's really easy to stop. Uh, but you really just have to push forward because you can take eight steps back. If you take three steps forward, those could be huge, huge steps. Yep. So, Absolutely. But that's what I love about junior achievement is, is yeah. working directly with the kids, uh, mentoring awesome. them, pushing them, that kind of thing.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Greg, this has been great, man. I'm so glad we got to connect. I I really uh, love that you were on the run up to the 200 episodes because I I want to have special people on up to that run, and you're a special person. Uh, appreciate all you do in the community and you share. I learn a lot from following you. This is the first time you and I have actually talked, so I'm excited yeah. that we got to do that. Before we go out, though, I do have some rapid fire questions. I like to ask everybody that comes. All on right, that's all right I'm with ready. you. So there's no wrong answers here, but I'm not going to lie. There's some I like a little more than others. So okay. iPhone I'm ready. or Android? Android. All right. Mac or PC? PC. All right. Google Drive or Dropbox? Google Drive. Google Drive. Okay. I don't know, Greg. I thought we were friends. But you, you got him in. <laughs> I L, don't like Dropbox but... at all. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. team's going to like you. My, my team and I always go back and forth <laughs> on this. All right. And a podcast recommendation for the audience.
1: Oh, uh, um, well, Yorks uh, is a yep, good one. Yep. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jocko, um I really like his podcasts. They're yeah. really informative, they're motivating. Uh they they tell it how it is, or he tells it how it is. So I really like Jocko.
0: That's awesome. And I gotta ask, when you listen to a podcast, do you listen to it on 1x speed or 2x speed?
1: Um I listen to it usually on YouTube.
0: On YouTube, okay. Do you know you can speed YouTube up too? <laughs> I, I learned that. The answer other day. C
1: on that one. I like
0: that. I like that. So and then a
1: book recommendation for the audience as well. All right. So this one is uh, one that most people don't talk about, but it's never eat alone.
0: Uh, I don't remember
1: the author, but it it is something I use to guide my life a lot is that you'll, what we were talking about, leveraging people and LinkedIn pictures and that kind of stuff. But one of the things I do is never eat alone. And if I eat alone, I'm eating at my office. But if I'm eating out in person, I'm always going to try to grab somebody uh, and have lunch with them, and really, if I don't know them already, get to know them, and just grab some time together.
0: That's awesome. So, it looks it looks it like it's by a that Pi- book,
1: never eat alone.
0: Yeah, it looks like it's by a paison. I'm not. I'm not surprised. Keith Ferrazzi. Yeah. It looks like so. Uh, he's Italian. Never eat alone. No surprise <laughs> there. So, all right, yeah. Greg. And if everybody wants to learn more about you or connect with you, uh, what's the sure. best way for them to go about and do that?
1: Excellent. Uh, LinkedIn, Greg Goldstein, G R E G G two Gs, or my number nine five four six four nine seven nine four seven or my email address uh you can find me through linkedin but my website well let me give you my website address yep. is e and m consultant com. e and m consultant
0: that's awesome and we'll make sure we include links to all that below so if you are driving stay on the road don't pull over you could just click on this later and you'll be able to see that. Well, Greg, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks, Hope to have Mike. you on again in the future. Thanks, all of you, for listening. For more great episodes like this to startdown.com. For about me, com. And I will see you on the next episode.